gonna have myself a real good time. I feel alive, and the world turning inside out, floating around in ecstasy. So. Welcome in, you are live from Adrian Orr's house the night before the last LCR announcement. This is the tune that they were cranking. Welcome Adrian, it's nice to have you here mate. <laughs> Boys, <Yeah. laughs> pleasure to be here. Yeah. Oh well, he's having a lot of fun with this, keeping the OCR jacked up mate. He told the people, look we're going to have it around the 5.5% mark, we've capped it out, that was the last thing we sort of knew. Uh, and then obviously we've had the announcement on the A 17th maybe of uh, August I think it was. Can't remember, it's the 19th, the day of recording today, but it was on Wednesday. They've yeah. kept it the same, mate, 5.5%, no change, but some changes in the data that yeah, surround it. forecasting, eh? Yeah. Man, like, massive changes. What did you pick up, mate? What did you pick up? I think the biggest uh, thing that to hit the airways from that meeting is that initially uh, they were forecasting cuts by September 2024, after they sort of reached, you know, that was only in the start of this year when they were talking about that. Mm. Fast forward to now, in the recent meeting, he was talking about, this is going to stay around till mid-2025. Baby. It's a long time, eh? Yeah. So if you if you feel like it's a bit grim out there, he's basically just told you, like, oh, it'll be like this until then. Yeah. <laughs> it's a long time, another two years, basically. I saw as well recently, this is a little bit tangent, but the, the farming payout's gone down. Shout out to the farming listeners, the farming community. We love the ag sector. And I was reading a Dairy NZ uh, piece of wording, and they basically said, you know, the next 12 to 18 months are going to be very tough for farmers, or basically, you know, they're going to be expected to be not making any money. Yeah. Like imagine having to set your mindset up for that. And it's yeah. kind of what a household has probably been feeling like it's been hard to save or it's becoming hard to save by the time they pay for food and schooling and all those types of things and they'll pay their interest rates and they're at a point where they're like, well, I can't really put any money aside. I can't be investing yeah. for, for the average sort of family, right? Yeah, it's like, let's just get by. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the sort of feeling. Yeah. Hang on. Sorry, team. Just adjusting the mic. Good man. Been, we've been off the mic for a while, mate. I actually feel like I haven't been here in a month. Yeah, it would be that, maybe. Yeah, shit. But we've had the content rolling out, so the people are happy. Um, yeah, I mean, you can tell by, like, if I've just opened interest.co.nz, right? And you can just, you just read the articles on the front page. It's like, uh, the debt super cycle comes to China. House prices likely to remain soft as vendors drop their price expectations to meet the market. Auction results suggests little movement in the housing market. Labour plans to begin charging for agriculture emissions. You know, booms all end in bus. Fonterra cuts its payouts. Like Heaps of positivity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, um, and then you've got like the RBNZ meeting going, we're just going to leave them here for an extra year compared to what we originally told you. Yeah. It's pretty brutal. It is. Um, but yeah, it's interesting reading what the banks have said. Like a lot of them have been like, yeah, we expected this. I think uh, the Red Bank, have, has their economist has come out and said, Man, there's just like too much risk with inflation still, so there mm. could be another increase in November. And that's why I've gone with the song Don't Stop Me Now, because I think that's what Adrian's saying. He's like, I, could, I see the, 
the things you're all talking about that are that are not going positively and that maybe things are working and he's even saying that he's saying that tightening of monetary policy etc is working and this is now what we're seeing is the outcomes of that but he's basically saying fucking don't stop me now baby i've got a job to do <laughs> yeah and inflation still isn't under control we've got to bring this bitch down yeah so suck it up people it is yeah. what it is i mean that interview that we watched yesterday of him his final words were, were like if you want to say anything to the people what is it and he's like one line he's like don't worry about inflation it's going to be fixed mm. and i was like ah interesting like there's Laser there focus. No, there is no uh, other option. Like, if it's a hard landing, he'll do it anyway. If it's a soft landing, you know, whatever yeah. it is, we're getting rid of inflation. Interestingly, in another uh, interview I saw, he basically said, you know, someone was laying out all the things, much like that webpage has of the things that are going, you know, against Kiwis and going wrong in the world. And he's like, yeah, those are positives in my eye. He didn't say, he didn't use those words, but basically he's like, yeah, but if inflation was increasing, I would be looking at that saying that's the negative. He's like, what's going on in the world is an outcome of these banks, central banks, um, squeezing the money supply and raising interest rates, etc. And now we're getting the outcomes of the the correct in their view policy. Yeah. If inflation was rising, he would be saying, no, that's the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's happy that it's decreasing. Yeah. But it's probably for me, it's just not decreasing fast enough. It's it's weird how slow it feels, right? And this is another thing about the effects of. Uh, monetary policy being limited in certain ways, you know, they can't just turn inflation off at the snap of a finger. They have to <laughs> induce pain bef- to do it. And it's um, the amount of stuff that lags is interesting, right? Like, you know, especially with mortgages. Like, I'd hate to be, uh, well, we'd all love to have 30-year fixed rates on our mortgages mm. like the states have, but the reality is is this lag that we've had because we're such an indebted nation via housing um, and everyone's had been on these one-year, two-year, three-year, you know, four-year fixed rates from the COVID era of cheap money. It takes ages for the effect to take place. And, I mean, yesterday, for me, Yesterday, or when was it Wednesday, when he did the announcement, he said, look, we're going to middle of 2025 before we see any cuts. Admittedly, he says, like, look, we do this meeting every six weeks. We can change our mind if we want. But he's basically saying every single person that got cheap money through that era is losing it. Because even if you took a five-year rate, you're going to come off at sixes and sevens if that's the case, if he's, you know, not going to decrease them. So he's trying to change every single home loan in New Zealand. Far out. Which is pretty grunty, I reckon. I think he's frustrated by the lack of change of behaviour. Now, Mm. I heard him say, you know, I walk past restaurants and they're still full. Mm, I heard that. But he's basically saying, we're trying to get people to be squeezed so much that they go, let's not go out for dinner because we could just cook at home Mm. instead. But people are still going out. I went, took the family to... Took the family, fuck, sound like such a family guy. I mean, my kids, <laughs> I mean, my mum staying and my sister. Uh-huh. And we went to Commercial Bay last night, and there were people everywhere. Mm. And then we went to, decided not to eat in the food court. You didn't get shot, that's good. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, went to another establishment, and yeah, like, uh, reasonably busy there as well. But I think that's what he's saying. He's like, we're trying to, like, our job is to decrease your disposable income to help bring inflation under control, but you fuckers keep going out there and spending and asking yeah, for man. pay rises. I went to a dinner in Ponsonby last Saturday. Oh, here he is. Yeah. yeah. And went to this Italian place, and it, like, jam-packed, and no one gave a fuck in there, eh? Mm. Everyone was drinking wine and ordering everything, and, like, there was, there was no sense in that moment 
that the economy was struggling in that building. Like everyone was just loving it. Well, shout out to everyone in the rest of the country. Yeah. You know, pa- pa- Parnell and Ponsonby, two of the most, you know, yeah. <laughs> classic demographics of the, the entire worst. country. We represent all of you yeah. people. Um, well, however, man, I've got a good story for you. I went to this cafe that I had never been to before and I stopped in and just thought, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to get a coffee. I've been, I'm have been, i kind of getting back into that mode. You remember during COVID, they were like, get out and support your local? Mm. I'm starting to see hospitality struggle some more. I'm starting to see you know, liquidations and things. And so I'm fucking, it's, it's front of mind for me and I feel bad for them because they're fellow business people and yep. having a crack. And so I walk past this place and I'm like, all right, I'm going to get a coffee I worked from home a couple of days this week. I'm like, I'm going to take myself out of the home and and go and pay for my lunch and support a, a cafe. And I can afford to do that, right? So I'm not suggesting people do that. That's just the way that I kind of donate back to something. I could have easily made something. But anyway, I stopped at this cafe and the lady said to me, I think it's called Ellie, E-L-L-I-E, and that's in sort of off Fort Street. So shout out to them. I was fucking speechless. I said, I have a coffee, thanks, uh, coconut, do you have coconut milk? Yep, yep, shout out, sorry to the farmers. Um, <laughs> she said, small, medium, large, they're all the same price. Um, I was like, what? My brain couldn't even comprehend it. I was getting ready for, okay, I'm going to tap my card here, it's going to be eight bucks for a coffee by the time I get my hazelnut shot in there as well. <laughs> oh my God. And you know, they're all the same price. I was like, well, I'll have a large then, wouldn't I? Like, wouldn't you? Yeah. And I'm like, what just happened? Well, I, this has never happened to me before. And I said, oh, can I get a shot of whatever, six bucks for my coffee? And instantly I was like, right, Bang, I compared it in my brain to when I went to that place and get the same thing, it's $8. So now I'm like, I'll probably go back there again. Mm. So it just shows that you are sort of aware of what's going on around the place. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all, we've are all we all got it front of mind. But for a lot of us, we're not changing our behaviours and we're still just doing the things that we've ordinarily done um, because that's what we do as humans. And we, we don't change until we're sort of forced to make a change. Yeah. I read a newsletter this week. You read it, eh? Yeah, it's like, really good. The problem is actually us. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, if if when inflation breached 3% and went to 4 or whatever, if we all started going, okay, we're just going to put it into savings account, any d- spare dollar, inflation would not be where it is now. Yeah. You know? and But, you know, we we don't have that ability to have that discipline. <laughs> I was trying to work out how much money's sitting in term deposits now. I was trying to find the data yesterday, but I found something on the Reserve Bank website, but it was seemed really confusing, and I was like, I don't know if this is actually it. But you know, more people are putting their, on the other side, putting their money aside into a savings account because they can get a return on it if they've got mm. that money. So that sucks it out of the system as well. The other thing that I saw in this data, mate, that I think most people have got a, if they're a bloke, um, a semi-erection about, <laughs> was that they're forecasting that house prices are going to go up from here. And previously, they'd said that they'll continue to decrease, but they are obviously seeing enough in the data that they have access to to suggest that house prices will will rise from here. Mm. Yeah, an exciting nine and a half percent or something. Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah, by the end of next year. So shit. Yeah, that's quite a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's more than my Tesla's going to increase in value. Yeah. <laughs> shit, you've taken a hiding on that. Yeah. Hey, does anyone want to buy a? <laughs> Uh, Tesla Model 3 performance, <laughs> low Ks, good quality battery. Fucked wheels. <laughs> Fucked wheels. You have to get those fixed, the front front left. Um, yeah. Oh, man. Get, get in the DMs. Yeah. We can have a chat. Starting at 80,000. Yeah. Plus oh, just wow. <laughs> I think you get a brand new one now for 60, eh? Fuck, dude, yeah. can you? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, but, um, 
house we, prices are on the way the house out, mate. prices, yeah, that's right. That'll excite people. Yeah. I don't know, eh? It won't excite people. Or you don't no, think that will excite people, yeah. But I don't know. One of the biggest um, things that we're seeing behind the scenes of the housing market is this new Kianga Aura. I'll get called out for that because apparently I pronounce it wrong. I'll, I'll help you, mate. Kianga Aura. Is it? Yeah, and I've probably got it wrong too. <laughs> yeah, hey, at least we're trying. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, the, the first home partnership scheme. Yeah. Where they, they share ownership with you, but it's up to 200K. Um, or 25%, whichever is the, the lower amount. So, like, if you're going to buy your first home and it's $800,000, they'll give you one sixty. Can I just pause you there, mate? Up to 200000 My fucking house in Harwood it cost $178,000. Yeah, but they'll only give you 25% of it, so that's, like, how they limit it. But, but yeah. Just how much is money devalued over time? Sorry. Yeah, so but it's, it, it is, um, whether you agree, like, I massively agree with the policy because it really helps our our cash flow. <laughs> but nah. so from a self interest <laughs> point, you yeah. like it, yeah, gotcha. But, but it's it's fucking quite insane when you start looking into it. Mm. Um, the fact that you can, I guess, the parameters around it are like they own a portion of your house, and then if you sell it in ten years and it goes up in value, they also get that percentage portion of the capital gain. So there is a return in it for them. Um, but the fact is, is that if this has a big uptake. That's forging a bottom, man, because if everyone can go in all of a sudden, people, how do I say, uh, people that would never really have been able to buy a home, they might have like 20K in KiwiSaver, haven't been saving, you know, towards it. All of a sudden, they've been like, oh, we can access this 200K and our deposit's 220 and we can go and buy. Yeah. Um, that's a, that's a, a group of active buyers that, gets created out of thin air. It didn't goes, exist. Yeah, and goes and starts buying homes. Yeah. So that's what we've been seeing, quite a lot of action in that space, and they've changed some rules around it. The criteria is reasonably strict. Like, you have to earn under a certain amount. I think it's 150K with the new rules. It was 130, so they're creeping up. Mm. And, you know, they've got first home grants where you can get $10,000 for a new house or five for an existing. There's all these other policies that are coming in to support first home buyers, you know, in general. And I just feel like that may, might be forging a bottom. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it would be interesting if the housing market did tank and it fucked up their portion of it as well. Well, for me, I look at it and I think that's artificially backing, like putting a backstop behind the property market. Like it's, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what the sense of it is, yeah. Mm. But someone said to me the other day, and they'll probably be listening, so shout out. Like, this is a good thing about talking to different people in different situations because they help you see things from a different way. And he said to me, well, mate, it's no different to the banker mum and dad, but this has the people that don't have the banker mum and dad. Yeah, effectively. 100%. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay, that's a good point. So if you look at that, you go, right, banker mum and dad, they might go to you, right, well, we can give you 200K to yeah. help you get into this. You've got to repay it in some time. Yeah. But this, and they might say interest-free because it's your family, say, so that's debt, and then eventually you repay that 200k when you sell it, or when you get a pay rise, or you get a bonus, or you chip it down, or fucking whatever, right? But you pay it, and you're not actually losing anything else, and you're repaying it with future dollars, which mm. we know get devalued in this country, and just about every country, well, probably every country. So you're kind of winning, because you're locking in a piece of debt now, and then you're repaying it with future dollars yep. that are actually you know, worth less. Inflated, um, yeah. Yeah, inflated. So you get that concept now, but... With this, it's a little bit different. Basically, the government are taking an equity stake mm. in your 
business being your house effectively and they're saying, cool, as this increases in value, so your house goes from a million dollars to two million dollars, well, you never repaid our 200,000. We've got a 20% equity stock, yeah, uh, equity and, stake and in that. Two million. Yeah, so yeah. you owe us 400K. Correct. Yeah. yeah, and so then you're probably only going to clear that when you sell it. However, I think what people are doing, because this is, you know, this is a policy, let's say, that's probably designed to go, okay, how can we help people that could be in home because it leads, uh, could be in a home and it leads to good social outcomes, et cetera. Mm. So this is a great way to do this. But then humans, you know, as we talk about, they will go, how can I push this yeah, game system? The system? Yeah, how yeah. can I push it to the fucking nth boundary yeah. and it be legal? Okay, well, I know what I'll do. I'll do that. And then as the house price can, starts to increase, I'll go and refinance this so that I can then pay it down faster and then swap the equity yeah. for debt. Yeah, there's all sorts of ways. Like when we're sitting down and talking with people that want to do it, there's all sorts of ways. Like that's one of them is like as you pay off your portion of the debt or the value of the property goes up, we can go to the bank, get a top up and make lump sum payments against it to increase your ownership and reduce theirs. Um, when you do it as well, you get like a designated person at KO and the idea is that you pay it back um, before you... S- you know, if you have, yeah, if you're going to own the home for 30 years, they they want you to pay it back within 15. Mm. So they'll talk to you and make a payment plan. But the way it's worded is like, if you can't pay it, it's all good. Try 25, and if you can't do that, just do it when you sell it. Like that's kind yeah. of how I read it. <laughs> so it's kind of like my financial advisor brain is like, well, it's an interest-free loan. Yeah, you know, like effectively, which is inflationary towards house prices. Yeah, so it's quite fun. Even Adrian in some of this recent commentary is basically like the people who are winning through this are people with debt mm. because we're inflating it away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crazy, eh? However, humans will then go, well, I'll just get more debt in time, you know? Like, yeah. Well, we start gaming it and we're like, oh, I could afford like a $700,000 house. I'm going to push it to nine hundred now because I've got this. Yeah. You know? So that's sort of how it works. But I think um, um, I was going to say something that uh, you know could be a little bit controversial in your face, but if you're going to use this Kyangle Aura home partnership scheme and you're like mean I can fucking game the system and I can get into a property and I'm going to take those gains and I'm going to fucking leverage off them in the future and get a rental and like whatever that's literally probably what a lot of people are thinking yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. yeah fuck this I'm going to use this to my advantage I'd imagine it was set up to help people get into a property that couldn't necessarily afford to for the social benefits of housing it doesn't matter but what I'm going to say is that if you use it like be a fucking good cunt excuse my language <laughs> And and actually, like, contribute to society in the future. Like, acknowledge that you've had that. Lukey, Lukey. Is this not oh how life God. works? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Well, no, go and get a rental. Where, lies, where there lies an incentive lies someone to take it. Yeah, yeah. That's You're an idiot. Yeah. Damn it, man. <laughs> use these things. If you use them, then contribute later on in your life. Oh, dear. Not going to happen? No. Okay, great. So, but yeah, you'll... Because I'm funding you to get into your house. Well, no, they're going to get a return on the capital growth because with this product, the housing market can't fall any further. Therefore, it's guaranteed return. Great for the banks too. <laughs> so good for the banks. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, but... Go and use it. <laughs> yeah, back to... Um, I think there's a couple of things like Adrian himself is saying like rates are higher for longer, but he's happy with uh, where house prices are, he said they're at more sustainable levels now in general, but then he also says we don't control house prices, which is hilarious. 
Um, I also said, saw that Brad Olsen said, if these are sustainable levels, I'd fucking hate to see what unsustainable <laughs> levels are. Like, <laughs> That's quite good. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was quite funny. Like, that he'd actually say that in a media article. Shout out to Brad. I bumped into him in the Cory Lounge in Christchurch. Oh, yeah. Was that hello. before you went to dinner in the Italian uh, sponsored me? <laughs> no, that was, I was actually hustling. But yeah, good yeah. man. What was yeah. he like? Good guy? Yeah, really nice. Yeah. As expected. Well, can I guess blue suit? Oh, fuck, mate. I don't know. Oh, sorry. I don't take I don't okay, sorry, that kind mate. of stuff. Yeah. Shout out to Brad. Good yeah. stuff. Hey, um, no, it's good to have someone young that's interested in politics and economics and stuff because I think for a lot of people, if they listen to a talking head in the media, instantly they're like, too old for me. Mm. Like, you know, even I, some of these people that talk about these issues and they're like, oh, you know, the rich aren't paying their fair share of tax. And I'm just like, well, dude, like, you fucking lived through 40 years of this, man. Like, yeah, I don't yeah. really want to hear that from you. Yeah. You know? like <laughs> uh, It becomes hard to relate to because you're like, well, yeah, you know, you've kind of had the benefit of that too, mate. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, uh, so it's cool to see someone young interested in that space. Mm. Um, Sorry, I keep derailing this. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what we're talking about now. I mean, the OCR's up. It seems to be staying here. Do you think he can actually keep the OCR at around 5.5 or higher until 2025? No. No. Uh, <laughs> not 2025. <laughs> but remember, I did say on the last one, I was like, nah, we'll see, you know, we'll see another increase. Mm. And I just think that um, we're just not really on top of inflation, I don't think. And I think he's almost admitting that saying, you're not changing your behaviours. And humans only change their behaviour when they're forced to. And they haven't been forced to. And people are going out there buying houses. Again, it's incentive. Yeah, and they're going, well, I could use this going or a home partnership. Mm. Like, fuck the rates and stuff. I'll figure that out later. I just need to get on the property ladder. It's what I'm taught to do. Yeah. And so people aren't, like, they're not changing their behaviours yet. However, and it, it's, it's the lag, I guess. That's the thing that is really, really tough. I don't know if you saw that. I sent you a photo of that graph, eh? And it's basically... Um, the OCR increasing versus like the the interest paid to banks. Oh yeah, and the slow behind. Yeah, how far yeah. behind that is, and increasingly, I mean, you would see this more because you actually deal with uh, everyday people that are buying homes. But some of our business owner clients that aren't doing as well, it then impacts their property decisions because they're like, oh well, I wanted to do, I wanted to get this rental, mm. or so they use their business as a vehicle to create wealth or to create income to then build wealth however they want to do that, whether that be in the stock market, investing back into their business, buying property, etc. But I'm getting the shaky conversations of, shit, you know, our interest rate's gone up on our rental and our um, home owner-occupied place, but my income's come down as well. Mm. And that's going to force a, a yeah, that's going to force a behaviour change. And it's a behaviour change they don't want to do. It might be, I'm like, oh, maybe you could sell the rental. What? What do you mean? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm, oh, sorry. No, the answer is go and make, like, go work harder and make more income yep. in your business to make it work. Oh, well, I'm like, well, like, these are your options, basically. So I think that some people will be forced to make a behavior change or make one of those decisions. But that takes a long time for someone to get to the point where they're like, I, I'm going to have to do that. Yeah. And especially because for a lot of people, this is the first time it would have had to have been a decision in their lives, like a time where you might need to sell one of your rentals to keep everything ticking along hasn't been around for 20 years. Yeah. And there's like a whole generation that's come through and enjoyed the fruits of how the market's been working and interest rates falling and all of this type of thing. It's even even through, you know, periods of contraction and stuff since 2008, there's... 
there's just been like, I oh, will just drop the rate a bit so it's okay to hold your property because it's got cheaper and all that stuff. This is the first time we've had like an actual change yes. that is really effective and you're forced to make decisions. So a lot of this is new. Um, and that's hard to stomach because you've got like this this bias of everything that's happened before and you're like, this doesn't feel the same. And then you've also got like your parents being like, nah, it's a sure bet, stay in there. Mm. I did it for 40 years. Yeah, it's I mean. didn't have to. We never had to sell one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's really hard. And I don't know. I, I, I think it will be all right, but, you know, it's going to be hard to make some decisions for some people. I think we're still in the phase of profits decreasing for corporations. Yep, definitely, and we're still in a phase of denial that it will come back, and it will come back. We're still like, okay, it's getting it's getting tighter and harder, but she'll be right. Mm. Yeah, and then yeah, if you if you've got fucking balls of steel, you can hang on for the next five years. <laughs> yeah, so I think that you know what comes after that is okay. How do we control? Like, how do we stop the bleeding for mm. a big corporation? Right, and it's basically what cost can we cut, and then it's restructures head counts, more efficiencies, and, you know, the government have been asked to do the same thing by the Reserve Bank, for instance, and so we're all being asked to tighten up. But I still think we're pretty early in that stage of people, you know, being let go, for instance, and then that'll force the hand of, okay, I need to sell this. Mm. If we stay here and now you like look at the farming sector, get ready for no profits, so then they've got to they've got to start thinking differently. Shit, you know what's a what's a payout going to look like at this rate? Yeah, um, imagine being a farmer and being like, okay, cool, you're going to run like a five hundred thousand dollar loss next year. Oh man, just being told. Yeah, it's brutal, eh? Big time. Like e- even just breaking even, you know, yeah, for a lot of people, I think they would go. It's kind of like going to work for nothing for eighteen months. Cool, thanks. Yeah, you're just getting told that in advance. Far out, Fuck, savage man. Yeah. But yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird world out there. I think there's still like heaps of opportunity and stuff. Like definitely, yeah. I there's still people that are uh, hungry, growing, wanting to do better. Um, times like these, you see new new people emerge in all sorts of sectors and come and take a piece of the pie. And yeah, yeah I don't know. It's kind of an exciting time, and it feels grim. But I don't know. Just there's still good stuff happening. I got a text from a client last Sunday, I think it was, and they and they said to me, just thought you might like this. We just won our biggest piece of work ever in the history of their business. I think they might be going for eight or so years. Mean. And it's it's what they do, but it is way off down the path in terms of, you know, if you said to them on day one, why don't you go and try and win one of those jobs? They'd be like, what the fuck? Like, they don't even exist. <laughs> yeah. But it does exist right now, and they're like, oh, we could probably pitch for that, and they did and they'll get it, and so they'll go and do that, and they'll collect that and bank that money. And that piece of work, I would say, would probably have the profitability of maybe maybe 20 pieces of other work. Yeah. So they're doing one service versus having to do another service but do it 20 times. They're going to do this one and do it once, but there may only be one of those jobs every eight years or something. But Mm. they're like... Fuck it, the money's on the table. Someone's going to have to do it. Let's pitch for it. Timing. And, and they got it, and so they'll do it. So I think that's the same for all of us. We've got to look for those opportunities like outside of what we're doing. Mm. And if the money's on the table and we need the money, then, hey, why not be the person to take it off? You know, someone else is going to take it off. Yeah. And I kind of like what um, 
Tama Singh says about the property space, he's like, someone's going to make the profit in this, so like, why not get a piece of it? Yeah, yeah. And that's just kind of you know how the the world is too, is that someone like if the money gets created and made by the Reserve Bank or whoever prints it or however it ends up in the system, like someone's going to go out and go like, I want a piece of that. Yeah. So why not learn how to make sure that you have that skill mm. as well mm. rather than yeah, freak man. out about all this stuff, I guess. Yeah, it is weird. It is a weird time. It's a, a weird feeling time. Um, the conversations that I'm having in the mortgage game, it's very evident is that it? people are hanging on to a change of government. Yeah, okay. And I'm like... Man, if you, ah, oh, that's just not going to fix things, right? Like, if you look at it from a macro lens and you are hoping that National and ACT get in as a combo versus Labour and Greens and all that, um, if you think that they're going to fix things and, and it's going to bring confidence back to the market and the, you know, the housing market and the business and all of that kind of stuff, that will stoke inflation, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Which means higher for longer rates again. Yeah. Like if we go out and we're like, yes, change of government, let's fucking party, baby. That's going to cause this to go on longer almost. I'll say this now, and I should clip this out so that I can play it in about six or 12 months' time. <laughs> so I'm gonna, <laughs> might, I might just might have a big asterisk here so I can yeah. grab this at some stage. <laughs> I just about guarantee you, if we have a change in government, in the six months following them getting in, there will be a big news article about... We've been able to open the government's books and they're not what we thought they were going to be. Yep. There's a whole lot of shit we would have liked to have done for you Kiwis, but we just can't now. Yep. And everyone will go like, oh, and the left will go, they fucking lied to us, man. Yeah. And then the right will be like, damn it, like I fell for it. Uh, or fuck. No, you already fell for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's, and it's like, you waited all this time not to make any change yourself. Yeah. Bugger. You lost another six months. How many times are you going to let this happen throughout the rest of your life? Because you just have to think critically about this. The farmers are making less money. Businesses are making less money. Go on interest.co.nz. Every article is negative. China's going into recession. America's still talking about, are they? People are saying, oh, I've got less money to spend. Adrian's telling us, you're not changing your behaviour. We're going to keep the rates higher because we want you to change your behaviour. We want you to fucking spend less, stop going out. Eventually, we'll be forced to do that. Those organisations will make more mo- uh, make less money. What happens when everyone makes less money? There's less taxes. Shit. Government's ha- income drops. Government's income drops. What do they have to do? <laughs> decrease their promises. Decrease their shit talking. Cut back themselves. Or take on more debts. <laughs> <laughs> or in- increase their taxes. But... How can you, if you're a national, say, how can you say to everyone, hey, guys, we haven't collected as much money because of all those factors Luke just mentioned, but we're the, we're the party that told you we'll restore fair spending or whatever their bullshit is they talk about. <laughs> how are they then going to say, so what we're going to do is we're going to borrow $10 billion <laughs> at these new interest rates so that we can keep the shitstorm going? Yeah. They can't. Like, they just can't do that. So Because everyone will just go, well, hang on. It'll be interesting to see the timing on, because they're, they're, they're talking about the interest deductibility on rentals and stuff like that. It'll be hilarious if they're like, at all, April 2026. Yeah, yeah, That'll be yeah. My, I'll fucking laugh at that. You know, this sounds crook, but I was also thinking, almost thinking about this this week. Like, if I were a national, like, hardcore, if I were them, I'd almost be looking at this going, you know what? We're going to leave this with you, Labour, for another three years. <laughs> Actually, just 
Let's just see where you can take it. We've just seen, you know, the way everything's going and go. Let's just see. Uh, I, mean, I know people that are right into their politics wouldn't like what I'm saying there, but we'll give you another three years just to see, like, how do you solve it from here with yeah. the direction it's all going? But the thing is that people will vote for change, maybe, like maybe not, and then we'll get excited by, well, yeah, it all could change. But then in three years' time, everyone's going to be talking about all the same shit again at the next election yeah. or whatever the, the big crises of that one. Yeah. So again, two ticks for yourself. Figure out ways so you can look after your own balance sheet and things. And then if you've got enough, then provide for other people and do things like that too. That's it, mate. There we go. Well, the OCR again, mate, exciting stuff. I think the good thing about these uh, OCR sessions is that I think people are really learning about inflation and the OCR. I'm not just talking about what we're doing, but I think people are taking such an active interest now in interest rates and what is the official cash rate. I think for a long time, not so long ago, you know, if you said in the middle of 2020, hey, what's the OCR? People would say, what the fuck are you talking about? Is it like a sporting team? Yeah. But now I think a lot of people know what that acronym means. I think the coolest one was like after we did, maybe it was the inflation, like you please understand yeah, it, yeah. pod. And then I said something on there like, go and do that income calculation. Yep. And then the inflation calculation, I got so many messages of people being like, oh, fuck, I thought I got like a 15 grand pay rise, but I've got like $6 a week, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, it, and like, that's cool because... You're learning. Yeah, you're learning and you're like, ah, fuck, that means I probably need to take action and do a bit more or, you know, change certain things around or take a different road. And, you know, that's... That's very valuable stuff to understand. Yeah, and you're not going to fall for the shit in the future yeah. when it's like, oh, inflation's only 4%. Or and wages like, are up. Yeah. yeah fuck off. <laughs> or, or, you know, your kids have are faced with inflation and you're telling them you become one of those people that's like, well, back in my day, mate, we had 7% inflation. It's like, cool, dad. Also, 4%, 7%, it's still fucking shit. Like, yeah. I need to learn how to deal with this. Yeah, so yeah. you're going to be able to pass on some of those lessons and go, shit, you know, 4% is quite bad. Or even you just have the data. I think the scariest thing for me is doing some of that stuff recently was going back to 2020 till now and just realizing, shit, the average inflation rate is 2.5% compounded every year. So our target's between 1 and 3. Well, for 23 years, it's been fucking 2.5. Like, we're just under it. Was that, was that the average? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought it was higher. No, I think it's uh, 2.5. Okay. We'll have to check that calc, but we don't but edit still, any of these. Like so when, when, when you compound that, it's a... F- Fuck, ton of purchasing power lost, eh? 100%. All right, I might have to just Google this to make sure I've got this right. Oh, here we are. I'm on the Reserve Bank <laughs> website. Let's <laughs> just I save it as my, uh, yeah, okay, a dollar in Q1 of 2000 to Q2 2023 calculate. Uh, oh, shit, it had already done it. Yeah, compound average annual rate, 2.5%. So compound? 44.2% change in purchasing power. Yeah. In 23 so it's years. basically, yeah, you've lost half your money. Pretty gross. It's pretty gross. You need a dollar eighty in two thousand and twenty three to buy the same shit and as it, you did. Like we all know this because when you're kids, you know, I'm thirty two and I can remember being like a you know, a seven year old or whatever on a push bike, like going to the dairy with a dollar and getting like four bags of lollies. That shit does not exist anymore. Man, I actually brought a bag of lollies recently, like the little, Did you? you know, those little things. Tie bags, yeah. The, the sour grapes. Yeah, you had the sour grapes. Oh, of or course, the, the grapes, the feed gels. What haven't I had, mate? Little, Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember I used to work in a four square, and it'd be like five cents a lolly, basically. So you could get twenty lollies for a dollar. That's yeah. how I learned accounting shit. I think as well. Yeah, yeah. 
Now, the other day I got one. I paid $2 for this bag of lollies and they were less than 10. I'm like, you can get fucked. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. But I guess the other way to look at it as well, the, this is the way I've learned about inflation is I have tracked over time, as I was growing up, I'd noticed the cost of a chubba chup or a Starburst mm. lollipop going up. So say in 2020, for a dollar, you might have gotten three um, chubba chups, 33 cents each maybe. I just I can't remember what they were back then. But now those, to get three chubba chups in 2023, would be that they're basically 60 cents each. Mm. So you'd still get three, but you've got to pay 60 cents for each. It's a dollar eighty. Yep. But I don't know. They're probably a dollar these days. I, I don't know. If someone could let us know what the cost of a Chava Chup or a Starburst yeah. lollipop is. <laughs> I mean, even when I first got my license, like I'd put $20 in the tank and it would be almost full. Oh, empty. mate, don't go down that route. Yeah, yeah. What, what do you get now? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to <laughs> tell you, you mate. But you know? we all know this stuff like subconsciously, but then mm. when you, like obviously when people have been messaging in, now they're listening to the pod and they're like, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. You do know it. You're just getting given some actual data about it now. The other thing I want to point out, mate, there was, I was listening to a podcast uh, some time ago, a bloke called Luke on this podcast, Keep the Change. Which they were talking about inflation, and he was warning that from the 1st of July, petrol prices would go back up because of the uh, the rebate coming out. So that was going to um, you know, go back into inflation. And also maybe we could see an increase in petrol prices naturally too. Yeah. Real bizarre. It's now August, and um, I think I saw something the other day about a litre of petrol is back to $3 a litre. Yeah, I put, uh, put a bit of fuel in the tank this morning at three forty-five, mate. <laughs> Oh. Three dollars forty-five cents. Shit! <laughs> Fuck's that. And we airport. had it. We had it with the discount and the oil price falling. We had it at like two forty, two fifty for a few months there, and then bang. Yeah, these things can change. Yeah. yeah. Okay, team. Well, we know. We know by now. You've mm. been learning. You've been listening. You've got to figure out how you can look after yourself. The things that you need to do. If your debt's going to be rolling off, get rid of the fucking rosy tinted glasses of oh no you know maybe rates will be back to three percent by then or whatever like learn your worst case scenario learn how to budget for that budgeting is undervalued man yeah scenario plans and not getting bonuses um you know losing your job like all those different things what other levers could you pull do you need to be just collecting a bit of money that's on the table doesn't feel like it right now but would it be nice to just have 10 grand sitting off to the side or three grand or being able to pay for the kids um, you know, trips that they need to go on or let's let's get Christmas under control now before things are even tighter. Whatever it is for you, decrease your exposure to debt. Just don't, we're in a season where you don't need consumer debt if you don't need it. Just fucking don't have access to it. Learn to go the other way. Leave a five-star review. No. <laughs> was that what it was? Yeah, yeah, well, we can go down that road. I was just going to say, did you enjoy Afterpay Day? Oh, mate, don't. No. <laughs> Let's fuck Jesus Christ. The amount of messages I've had, people be like, check this out. I'm like, I know, I know. I wouldn't have known, but all of you told me. (laughs) I actually had no idea that that's what it was until it kept coming up. But also, we kind of your question was before: Can you see them getting to 2025 before they stop dropping rates? And I guess that yeah, the the simple answer is is no as well. Mm. So I do kind of think that they can't. However, if they solely focus on inflation, like maybe they will need to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can. So, uh, the the way that he's been using commentary, Adrian, recently, I'm sort of starting to believe like, huh, if we're in a recession, inflation's still around. He's going to keep on it. Yeah, I think in that data too, there's also another uh, prediction of another recession in there. So there's two quarters well, of negative growth. Yeah, mm. we're in it now for sure. And the term, well, the saying keeps coming up in all of these announcements is. Um, interest rates need to remain here until the foreseeable future. Mm. No, and like we said a long time ago, when this first started getting rolled out, was no one knows what foreseeable future means. Nah, we're probably going to have like a year and a half or so of like recessionary 
at least, right? Maybe longer, maybe two mm. years. And I'll tell you what it means. They don't call it the Great Depression for nothing, mate. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> it could be the Great Earth. No, hopefully not. Um, I think what it means is interest may, rates will remain here or at this level until we need to stimulate the economy. That is for actually sure. what they mean. Yeah. That's when we'll see interest rates come down. Yeah. Inflation coming down doesn't mean interest rates come down. I mentioned this the other day. Yeah. And it, the economy requiring stimulation is what we need will bring interest rates down, not not the inflation part. So those are two very different things. And you might get excited about that, but I think in your email you pointed out we're going to have another problem. Like if that's the case, you've got something else to worry about. Yeah. Why do we need to stimulate? Better keep your job. Mm. Mm. Better so, keep yeah. that attitude up. Yeah. <laughs> Rightio. Let's get out of here. Leave a five-star review if you haven't. We're at 1,700 on Spotify, Ooh, I think. Ooh, that's yeah. good, eh? Don't stop us now. 5,000.